part of the agreement, the states have effectively promised to 3M that should any third party, that could be a business or that could be an islander or a group of islanders, uh, if they take action against 3M, the, uh, the states are legally obliged to assist 3M with any information that they have in order to help 3M defend its claim. That was Julian Morell, and this is the Bailiwick Podcast with me, James Filial. This week's topic focuses on one particular aspect of water pollution in Jersey, namely the level of the chemical PFOS left behind from the use of firefighting foam at the airport. It's not used now, but when it was, traces of the chemical reached the water supplies of local residents, some of whom now believe it has caused long-lasting and serious health problems. In 2005, the state signed a settlement agreement with the foam's manufacturer, 3M, for £2.6 million. The detail of exactly what was agreed has never been made public. Until now, when Express has been given a copy of it. To talk through the contents, I'm joined in the podcast studio by the Express reporter who worked on the story, Julian Morell. Now, start with the background. How did it all begin? It all began in the United States uh, around the 40s and 50s when chemists working primarily for two major companies there, 3M and DuPont, um, discovered a substance or made a substance really that was highly resistant to heat, uh, fuel, uh, and it was a very malleable, very, uh, very interesting sub, uh, uh, title. And it was, it was called um, PFOA, which stands for perfluorooctanoid acids, uh, which are chains of carbon atoms as they have these unique properties. And one of the uses was in airport firefighting foam. And that's really where the story of Jersey and how it gets involved. So what happened um, from a Jersey point of view then? The, the, the PFOS, the PFOA, was, that was used in the foam used up at the airport for firefighting? Yeah, that's right. So uh, innocently, Jersey used the industry-leading product, uh, which was made by 3M. And that uh, contained uh, one of the, uh, the family of, uh, of P4A, and that's called PFOS, um, which stands for perfluorooctane sulfonate. And as I talked about, the properties of uh, this substance, you can see, would have been perfect for firefighting foam. It suppressed heat, it suppressed oil, it was perfect for putting out fires in planes. And Jersey used it along with firefighting services at airports all around the world. So problems became um, evident uh, with this, and uh, the substance was then uh, stopped um, being used, the the airport stopped putting it into the firefighting foam. That's right. It all started in the early nineties, really. Um, the firefighting service had been at the airport had been using it for a number of years. It intensified when they opened up a, uh, a specialist fire training rig up there, which became operational in ninety one. And a couple of years later, a well of a property, a private property close to the airport, was discovered to be foaming and looked brown. It looked horrible. And so the water was tested and it was found to be deeply contaminated. So what happened after that then? How quickly was it before um, the chemical was what, what banned or just not, um, uh, not used? They began testing uh, quite quickly. Uh, they stopped using this foam and they also started uh, not only testing around the airport, but looking at water supplies in the whole area. Because obviously the western end of the runway where the fire training ground was is elevated and so it was discovered 
that the PFOS contaminated water was percolating through the shale at the western end of the runway and starting to affect properties in what they called the plume area, which is effectively between the western end of the runway and St. Juan's Bay, which many islanders will be familiar with. So take us um, forward then to 2004, when it was public knowledge at the time that the states, uh, as it was, had signed an agreement uh, with uh, 3M, a deed of settlement with 3M, um, agreeing to not go any further with any, any sort of legal action in return for financial settlement. So what happened then? So the airport realised that it had this large contaminated area around its fire training ground and it needed to do a lot of work to remediate it. And uh, Guernsey was doing the same in parallel, although they took a different route with 3M, which we can talk about later. Um, Ports of Jersey, uh, was uh, they, they were acting uh, in terms of, uh, they were providing bottled water to affected residents, uh, which was identified as around 76 properties in this plume area. They were also paying water rates um, and they were also funding the extension of the mains uh, water network uh, so that these people, the, the homes were, that were on boreholes that were contaminated, wouldn't have to drink contaminated water. Um, so Jersey was spending quite a lot of money and in the end I think it, it spent around 4.3 million to remediate the fire training area. Uh, they decided to, to go down by about two metres, clear out the earth, and they also uh, dug a drainage ditch or drainage pipe all the way from the fire training area to Balazan, the treatment works there, in order to treat the water. Uh, however, this was, this was expensive. And uh, they, uh, they approached 3M. There was initially uh, a threat by the government to 3M, or at least a, a strong assertion that they would take legal action uh, over the, uh, the, the PFOS and, and its negative effects. Uh, however, um, it decided after discussions with 3M that a deed of settlement, an agreement between the two, uh, was the best option. And that was agreed by the states in a debate early in 2005. Part of the deal was that it was to remain confidential and for years it remained that. But uh, this week, Brett uh, Express has seen sight of it and have been able to reveal some of the details. We knew that the deed of settlement was worth 2.6 million, which funded some of the remediation at the airport training ground, uh, but we didn't know really what the detail was. So what are the new elements which have uh, been come out now that detail has been uh, published? Well, there are a number of points. Uh, the main one, I suppose, to come out of it is that uh, the part of the agreement, the states have effectively promised to 3M that should any third party, that could be a business or that could be an islander or a group of islanders, uh, if they take action against 3M, the, uh, the states are legally obliged to assist 3M with any information that they have in order to help 3M defend its claim or defend the action. So that means effectively they, the information has to be passed on to, on to 3M. Uh, does that make it less likely that someone would then be able to take legal action? Well, it, it's up to the person, but I guess you are um, facing more of an uphill struggle if not only uh, are you taking on the might of 3M, but you also have your own government providing 3M with information to 
defend their, their claim, defend their case. Okay, what else was in it? Well, you had various, uh, various other uh, elements as well. One of them is that uh, the government have to, have to, the 3M will assist if anyone takes an action against uh, the states of Jersey. They will provide lots of information, but that's at the cost of the states of Jersey. 3M don't pay for that. And effectively, uh, this uh, deed of settlement means that um, the states of Jersey, uh, as of itself, it can't take legal action against 3M. That, that road is now closed. That's right. As, as part of the uh, deed of settlement, the states have effectively agreed legally that it will never take a claim against 3M against the use of the um, PFOS, uh, which was in the firefighting foam at the airport. So how have the residents of the Plume area reacted to news of the settlement? Well, one resident in particular who uh, is really dedicated a lot of time and effort into arguing the case for um, more, uh, more work, more study in order to highlight the effects of uh, PFOS in the blood uh, is uh, Sarah Simon, who lives below the uh, below the runway in St Peter and she is firmly of the view that uh, PFOS, PFOA, the, the family of chemicals is detrimental to human health. Not only that, she says that herself, her family and others around her have been impacted by this with elevated levels of conditions that are associated with poisoning by this group of chemicals. And what's the government's stance on that? Do they accept that that problem um, does exist or do they think it's not quite as clear-cut as that? It's a little confusing, if I'm honest, because you have two strands. You have the environmental strand and the, uh, the, the presence of this group of chemicals in the water, uh, which is there. That, that is scientifically proven. This is in water supplies, albeit Jersey Water and others argue at very low levels. And then you have the health element. So on the environmental side, the government have set up a, what they call a technical officer group to look into the extent of PFOS, PFOS, PFAS um, pollution in the island. Forgive, the, uh, forgive all the, um, the, 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 the shortening of the words, but uh, that's, that's how it is. Um, and uh, they've, just, they've given a second report, which they published in November on this, and then you have the health side, and the health side is, is, is clearer in the sense that um, the government say that there is no proven link between PFAS exposure health effect, and health effects. You mentioned that Guernsey took a different um, approach with 3M. What, what was their approach? Well, their approach is, was a little bit more, uh, shall we say, belligerent, and they took 3M to court uh, Jersey, as we know, decided to agree a deed of settlement worth 2.6 million. The states of Guernsey took 3M to court uh, and lost. Uh, and under the terms of the settlement, which they eventually uh, agreed with 3M facing this high court loss, um, the states agreed to, to pay £1.4 million pounds, uh, towards 3M's legal costs in defending the claim, uh, and as well as having to fund, obviously, the island's own legal costs which came to around 6.6 .6 million. 
Uh, this was settled in 2016 after a three-year court battle. Uh, and at the time, the, uh, the Guernsey expressed its, its deep disappointment that its legal action had failed. So from that one perspective, you might, uh, you might argue that the states of Jersey in 2005 were, were wise to sign the deed of settlement compared to what happened uh, if they, they went down a different route. But was that universally supported back in 2005 or were there voices at the time who said, you know, this isn't the road we should be going down? It won by a reasonable margin in the states. However, uh, quite significantly, the health committee of the day, and remember this was under the committee system, the health committee of the day uh, did object and advise members not to support the deed of settlement. And that was on the basis that really uh, agreeing with it would tie the state's hands and prevent any future remediation. They, was, they argued at the time that we don't know about the true impact of, of PFOS. We don't know the health effects of this. It was very early days. And so... Um, they didn't want to shackle the states uh, and prevent islanders taking action, but their their arguments uh, didn't go, didn't take the majority, and uh, and the the deal went through. So what happens now? I mean, the, the, the news has just come out this week, which is the detail of the deed of settlement doesn't doesn't effectively change anything. That was the deed of settlement that was signed uh, back in 2005. It's just um, more interesting detail that put that in context. But in terms of the wider um, issue around the pollution, um, where does that go next? What are the next steps, either from um, a government point of view, or perhaps both, a government point of view, and obviously the residents of the plume area who are still concerned? Well, I think it goes wider than that. I think uh, it, we can look internationally because there is a uh, more and more studies are being are being done internationally, looking at the impact of uh, PFAS on water supplies, and this is a, a, a global uh, phenomenon, really. And agencies around the world that regulate water in Europe, in in the UK as well, and and also in America, are changing the safe limits as more study and more information comes into the public domain. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the factors that, have, it has ins that inspired Sarah Simmel really to act was a, a 2017 film called Dark Waters, which, uh, which showed, which portrayed the efforts of an American lawyer called Rob Billet, who took a class action against DuPont, one of the PFAS manufacturers. And he effectively won a class action for 70,000 people uh, living around the Ohio Valley in America. And that uh, in involved a scientific study which, which concluded that it, it, used, it used thousands of residents. They came forward and gave their blood for testing. And one of the conclusions of this, that there was a probable link between PFAS and adverse health conditions in that population, which manifested itself in cancer of the, of the kidneys and uh, testicular cancer, and all sorts of problems uh, with expectant mothers, birth defects in, 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 in children, uh, as well as problems with the thyroid, uh, liver, and, and other glands in the body. So there's the, the international element. So as more and more evidence becomes available, that studies are completed, then that might tip the, the, the balance in favour of those who, who do say that there are health problems.
Locally, uh, Sarah Simmel, Ms. Simmel, is continues to campaign for a independent public inquiry to look at this whole issue. She also wants the government to test the blood, to have an official blood testing program uh, in order to assess uh, if there are any elevated levels of PFAS in individuals. She's actually gone on the front foot and tested her blood as well as others around her and sent them off to a testing laboratory in Germany. And according to Ms. Simmer and the results that she's had back, there are residents living in that area and, uh, and around the west of the island and other parts of the island that do have high levels of PFAS in their blood. Some of them are really quite significant. The safe level is around five parts per billion. She has had samples back from individuals who have close to 300 parts per billion of PFOS in their blood, which obviously raises concern. Now, what Sarah, what Miss Simmel wants to happen is that the government conduct their own, their own testing really to, to, to make that, that sort of study official. So we'll wait and see um, what happens uh, with with uh, with her campaign, with her testing, and we we'll see where we go next. What um, what about the government's response to that? Are the government um, going forward on this at all, or are they effectively waiting and see what happens? Well, as I say, the government's position is really twofold: going down the environmental line and the health line. Um, with regards to the environmental line, uh, they say that uh, work is currently underway as to whether identified PFAS levels can be remediated, um, particularly around St. Wands Bay and the Pont Marquet area, uh, if St. Brellard. Now this is really important because those two areas are, uh, they have a, a, a lot of water in the ground, which Jersey water traditionally access from boreholes and pump into the island's reservoirs for drinking water, obviously once it's been treated. And Jersey water can't access these areas because of high levels of PFAS contamination, which everyone agrees with. Jersey Water are saying this, these areas need to be cleaned up so we can, we can access these waters. And obviously water security and the future of water supplies with a rising population is a really important issue. And they've already talked about possibly increasing the dam height of Val de Lamar in order to uh, increase water supplies in Jersey. Express reporter Julian Morrell talking about the detail in a settlement agreement between the states of Jersey and the producers of a firefighting foam 3M, which left chemical residue in local water supplies. And that was the Bailiwick podcast. The music you can hear is Shift My Weight by Luno. You can find more on PFOS and all the Express stories at our website, bailiwickexpress.com, on our social channels and internet radio stations. Thanks for listening. More next week.